0: Hi everybody, this is Michael Hildebrand and I'm your host on the Sleep Trust Podcast, where I'm talking about how to gain back trust in your ability to have a superb sleep again. In this week's episode of the Sleep Trust Podcast, we are going to have a look at the first triathlon discipline of sleep, which is movement, and more concrete, body movement. And to get a better understanding about why body movement is so important for us today, it is really helpful to look into the rear mirror of humanity. And doing so, looking back a couple of thousand years, we were hunters and gatherers. And as hunters and gatherers, there were things that we had to do every day. And this was basically to find food. And finding food in uh, regards to gathering foods, fruits, vegetables, seeds, uh, any kind of food, included having long walks, because there was no agriculture going on. So we just had to see where nature would gift us with foods. And this include walking, uh, running, moving our bodies every day, bringing back the food to our families to nurture them. The same is true, of course, for hunting because the animals didn't show up at our fire. We had to search for them and then we had to attack them to to basically um, get the food. And when we were hunting, and probably even more when we got hunted because there were dangerous uh, animals out there that were threatening for humans too, then our body got put into fight or flight mode putting out stress hormones like cortisol, adrenaline, and pumping our bodies to be high performing, performing on highest peaks, and able to focus on surviving. And if we fast forward to where we are right now, we will find that the changes that have taken place are dramatically. We do not have to hunt and gather. There is no such thing as outside life-threatening events, at least for most of us, and the body movement that we used to have to perform is not necessary anymore, so many of us do not move at all or hardly move at all. But unfortunately, evolutionary processes work very, very slowly. So the speed that we were able to change our complete environment using our minds is not the speed that evolutionary processes usually work. So today's workplaces are mostly at desks. And the most you do chasing there is to chase a character on your keyboard. And this is, of course, not the movement that we used to have when we were chasing animals. And this is in particular a good thing for most of us there's another good thing that is also a change to what we used to have and that is that we're not set out to life-threatening events we we do not have to be afraid that we walk out of the door and get attacked from a tiger or even an other human being we've got these social rules we've got organizations in place that take care that you know everything is kind of clear and settled we've got jails and courts and all of that, that protects us. And we as humanity are just working our way through into this new model. But unfortunately, evolutionary processes are not that quick, as said before, and therefore our minds are constantly searching for things that they have to protect us from. And these new things show up not in form of the tiger, but in form of maybe our boss, our colleagues, the demands the pressure that we get, that we get measured every single day with key performance indicators, with people who tell us how much we have to get done today and tomorrow, with projects, deadlines, all this kind of stuff that pumps up our body with stress hormones because we feel threatened even though on a conscious level, we we might even be aware that nothing really bad is going to happen. The the worst thing that can happen to us is that we're going to lose our job, and that's not really likely. Um, But it kind of stresses our bodies, and we get into this constant stress. So we've got a whole lot of tiny tigers jumping around, stressing our bodies, not to the peak that we would if we would face a real big tiger, but to a degree, we get these little kind of things that we're afraid of, and that stresses us throughout the entire day. So these stress hormones build up, nevertheless, even though there are no big tigers out there, it's building up over the course of the day, and we do not have the body movement that we used to have, in particular, used to have when these situations showed up. So today we're facing stress, we're getting the deadline, we're having a telephone conference, We're having a talk with our colleagues or boss, but we do not have heavy movement included. So we wouldn't go to have a run after we had a talk with our boss that didn't go that good. We wouldn't have an exercise after a deadline. So these are things that we have to kind of be aware of and find a way to work around to make. Our bodies work in the manner that we need them to work in an environment that we created over the last 100 years. And there are interconnections to the two other disciplines of our triathlon, which are nutrition, which we're going to talk about next week, and the mindset, which we're going to talk the week after. So if our bodies are stressed, as an example, we get hungry for sugary carb kind of foods. And this is not good. In particular, it's even really bad if we don't move our bodies accordingly. The lack of body movement will also affect our digestive systems, of course, in particular even more when we're stressed. So this can have a negative impact on simple things as the contraction of our gut to push the food through our bodies but it can also have an effect on deeper digestive system processes that are super complex here. And Body movement is also really important for our mindset, basically our mental health and everything that's around there. Because if we move our bodies, which we would call exercising nowadays, then uh, we get dopamine, uh, which is kind of the hormone for re- our reward system we get things like serotonin, which is the happiness hormone, produced for free in our bodies. And this will not only increase the way that we feel, but it's also going to have a positive effect on our mindset in terms of that we are going to be able to have better memories, a sharper focus, and follow through on things that we want to achieve. So no matter where we are right now with our sleep quality, if we want to improve, it's important to understand that we're always talking about the three triathlon disciplines of sleep. The body movement, which we're talking about today, nutrition, which we're going to have a look at next week, and the mindset the week after, as said. And all of these three disciplines are interconnected with each other and impact each other taking into consideration that our environments have changed so dramatically, what can we actually do to take care that we get enough body movement over the course of a day? First of all, we have to understand that it will take a commitment of you to change things, and that you will only do so if you pick something that kind of relates to you. So if you hate, let's say cycling, and you say cycling would be a good thing, you're not going to follow through on that. So you have to pick things that you have a feeling can work for you. For me, this is having a walk every single morning. So I get up at 5am, at least most frequently, I do so. And then I start my day with a walk. This is a walk that takes, let's say, 30 minutes. And It's just not including heavy movement. It's just walking. So everybody can do that. And if you're a lazy guy like me, then that might be a solution for you. What I do on occasion is have a little run, but I'm not kind of the marathon guy. So if I have a little run, it's to reduce my stress levels, basically. So I would go out and run for, let's say, 15 minutes. 20 minutes. I know that's probably not enough, and a doctor will tell you you'll have to run at least 30 minutes, but at least I do something. So I get my body into movement. I also do little kinds of gymnastics. I have to do them because of my back. I had a slip disc a couple of years ago, and this is what I do too. And I reduced that to the max. So reducing to the max is, I think, a very important thing to do. Uh, I used to have doing 30 minutes of gymnastics on my list and I didn't follow through on that. And then I just said, okay, see, I'm, I'm just gonna put on doing gymnastics for two minutes or five minutes. And that worked far better because the excuses to not do it were just gone. You don't have an excuse to don't follow through on doing two minutes worth of gymnastics. And what happened is that I started with that. And now if I start my gymnastics, I very rarely only do two to five minutes. It's usually getting up to 20 minutes. Uh, So this is basically how it works. Pick something that you can relate to on a certain level. Maybe it's walking for you like it is for me. Maybe it's cycling. Maybe you're going to have a run maybe you're going to do exercises pump your body pick something that relates to you and that you think and know that you can follow through on and reduce us to the ridiculous in the beginning so pick a time frame that will leave you without excuses why you can't do so you also might want to find ways to do little exercises in the office I do this from time to time too. this can just be sitting down and, and pull together your muscles of your arms and your legs. Or you can just do a couple of sit ups, anything that you can do in the office without kind of getting to be the strange guy in the office. So um, you might also want to have a little walk at lunchtime. This will positively affect also the amount of light that your bodies will consume over the course of the day, which will Uh, leave you with a better uh, position for sleep in the evening too. So there are many, many things that you can do, but pick something that relates to you and reduce it to the ridiculous in the beginning to leave you without any excuses to follow through. And You will see as soon as you start and get into a regular schedule, get into a habit of doing so. And there's a podcast I um, recorded just a while ago about habits to explain how habits work. Uh, You might want to listen to that one uh, too. I'm going to hook it up to the show notes of this week's episode. You'll find it at sleeptrust.eu. And as soon as you get into the habit of doing these little tiny steps, you can build up your habits from there and expand the time that you do it and move on slowly because Moving slowly is the new fast. With that, let's wrap up this week's episode of the Sleep Trust Podcast. From an evolutionary perspective, as a hunter and gatherer, we used to have body movement every single day. Start moving your body by picking things that you can relate to and that you will follow through on. Do so by reducing them to the max, leaving you without excuses to not do your exercises. Also try to integrate your body movement over the course of a day to have the highest positive effect. With that, we're going to end this week's episode of the Sleep Trust Podcast. I hope you enjoyed yourself and that you tune in next week when we're going to talk about the second discipline of the sleep triathlon, which is nutrition. Until then, have a superb sleep. Hey there, and thanks for listening to the Sleep Trust Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you want to get further information on this podcast or material that will help you to gain back your sleep trust, please check out sleeptrust.eu. That's sleeptrust.eu, where you will get lots of information around sleep. And here comes some legal stuff. Everything on this podcast is my opinion only, so do not take it as an advice, as I am not a doctor, nor have I considered your personal situation. If you feel that you need medical advice, please consider getting an appointment at your doctor of trust. If you want to give me any kind of feedback on this podcast, feel free to email me at podcast at I hope you tune in again next week and until then, have a good sleep.